Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do We Call This Podcast. This is your host, Kaylin, and this is just a little reminder to rate and follow the podcast on Spotify. <laughs> um, it really helps it out and gets it, you know, a little more out there so more people can hear about the stuff that you all are interested in and we can keep building our little podcast community of What Do We Call This Podcast. Um, let's see any other housekeeping things. I'm currently in a jungle, so I am accompanied by a gecko somewhere in the room that I'm in right now. Uh, I heard an iguana on the roof earlier, so if you hear any like funny sounds, that's what's going on. There's only so much I can do. Um, there might be some bus sounds too, so I apologize for that, but we're doing what we can. And yeah, that's all I got on housekeeping. Um, today we are joined by Katie, Katie Roach. She is my cousin. <laughs> Say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. I actually um, looked it up today because I was like, are we first cousins, uh, cousins once removed, second cousins? And you and I are actually cousins, first cousins once removed. Oh, really? So I've always... Yeah, I've always been confused about that, but I, I looked at a chart, so I've I've confirmed it. Okay, so is that different from... So your dad is my first cousin. Would, so that doesn't make us second cousins then? Or is that the same thing? No, I, I guess... No, second cousin is like a whole nother generation removed. So it's like, whoever your great aunt is, is that my mom? Yeah, yeah your mom is my great aunt. <laughs> So I think she's your second cousin. Oh, that that's so confusing because you're saying cousin instead of like so confusing. aunt or uncle. Okay, so aunt. we're yeah. first cousins once removed. Is that what you said? I think so. I, I <laughs> don't quote me. I'll send you the link and you can uh, decipher it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert on that. Okay, <laughs> I'm always curious about that kind of stuff because it's but like yeah. that on my mom's side of the family too. And I'm like, I have no clue what's going on. They're all cousins, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I think you and my son are second cousins. I don't know. Okay. Never mind. Oh, let's, let's scratch all that. No, 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 no. I think it's funny. Family's confusing in more ways than one. It is. <laughs> Amen to that. Seriously. Well, well I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Yay! Yay! This is this is gonna be fun. Every episode is always fun, but it's so nice to have like a fresh conversation with someone. It feels good. And I would say cool. if we have our little segue about family, we can dive into what we want to talk about tonight. Um, we did a little intro of how we know one another, <laughs> um, but I wanted to yeah. give like a little like brief intro about like some of the stuff we talk about and like what you're kind of about and anything you want to share regarding that. Um, but my like the big things that stick out about you to me, um, you, you're my older cousin. I always thought all of you were super cool. <laughs> Um, and I loved watching, uh, I'm so much younger than you guys relatively. So it was cool to like watch you all grow up together and just see how beautiful your relationship is. I'm referring to my two other cousins because Katie has um, two other siblings and they just have a really beautiful family. And I think that really translates into you and 
Christina, like, starting to build your own, like, immediate family unit, yeah. you know? Definitely. I'm the, I'm the oldest of my siblings, so... Uh, my brother and I are five years apart and Christina and I are eight years apart. So it's been quite a gap. But now that we're both mothers, she just recently had a baby. I think he's going to be four months pretty soon. Um, so now that we're both mothering together, it's I mean, over the last several years, of course, our gap has been very close anyway. But now being moms, it's just like mm. we're super tight. We talk every day. and um, But yeah, I've always been close with my siblings and honestly, I've always been close with my cousins too. So, you know, I think our family has something special in that sense where when we're all together, it's just super fun and we're all very different. So we like get to like play off of that, but we're all like silly and goofy and I don't know. We, we just like to, you know, have fun. So, but yeah, being a mom alongside my sister has been a really fun experience so far and it's only going to get better we just we're always talking about Mm. oh we can't wait till our boys are older and like they're gonna do this together like we just went to the orange county fair and captain that's my son he's gonna be two next month um he was running around like a menace uh (laughs) i'm not sure how he didn't get run over by other people like just he's just like running dodging dipping diving and uh (laughs) But my and my sister just has little Mason like in her little carrier just right there on her chest, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so easy. I remember how easy it was. Um, but yeah, someday we're gonna have to chase both of them around, and it's gonna take everybody, <laughs> everybody at once to like manage like where, who, who, who's got him? Where is he? Where is he? So it truly takes a village. But yeah, it really does. Yeah, I'm lucky to have one. So yeah, yeah, I I find myself talking about that a lot with my friends who like share the sentiment of like wanting to have kids um and how scary it is the way that like society kind of portrays it as like you have to do your own thing and you got to do this on your own and it's all on your own and this and that and it's like that's just like so not natural like having like giving yeah, birth really. is a natural thing and while scary it is such a natural thing but then like forcing people outside of like having a community to help each other raise your children is so unnatural and it's like yeah it really is. I hope I can yeah, find it's that. it's tricky. I mean, we live four hours away from my family, yeah, so yeah. we've had to balance the travel and mm-hmm. um, just timing for holidays and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely harder being on your own. I mean, my husband's family and our family all live down in Southern California and we're up here in Fresno. So um, yeah, it's it's tricky for sure. It's tricky. and But when we're down there and we're all together, it's like, oh. This is how it's supposed to be. Like, this is how it feels like grandparents Mm -hmm. and uncles and aunts and cousins. Like, it has, it's just the way it should be. And, you know, of course, like, living expenses, cost of living in different areas, you know, that having jobs, being a two income family versus a one income family, you know, all that takes its toll on where you decide where you're going to raise your family. And, you know, ideally, I'd love to, like, live next door to my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And you just, you just do with what you can and you get to really feel great when you're in those moments with your village. Yeah. Yeah. How, how has it been like cultivating and creating that being far away from like your family and doing that with like friends maybe instead up in Fresno? Yeah, I definitely have a really good community here in Fresno. Yeah. Um, 
David and I, well, David's been here longer than I have, but I moved here, I think I've been here like six years now. Mm -hmm. So it's like in that time, I've definitely created a good group of friends and I moved here for a community also. A big group of my Burning Man friends actually live here. So that's why we initially came. (laughs) And over those six years, people have become families. You know, we've gone from being like single individuals to living in group home, like communal living uh, to like each branching out and having our own individual family. So I definitely have some really cool mom friends Mm. who I've, you know, grown up with and that's been really helpful and nice. Um, But, you know, nothing's like your super community. That's what I always call my family. It's like my super community. Like nobody knows me like they do. And, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's, it's key. Key to survival is having a community around you for me, at least like I'm not, I'm a, I'm a people person to some extent, but I'm definitely somebody that likes to be involved in community, whatever aspect that means, like whether it be like creating events or, um, just babysitting each other's kids, you know, so it changes day to day, but it's important to me. Yeah. Well, with that, I, I mentioned before we started recording how I wanted to find like a natural place to share, um, an anonymous listener write in with you, um, regarding all things parental mental health and parenting and like, you know, what that entails. And I think everything we kind of like just briefly went over, um, ties into this story that this listener shared. So I'm going to read this to you and then I'd love to just okay. see where our conversation goes from there. And then I also want to talk about Burning Man, but I I want to share this with you for sure. Um, okay. Oh, and Sounds then with good. that, thank you listener for sharing your story. Um, I was rereading it earlier to see if it would be something to put into this episode. And I definitely feel like it is. And yeah, just thank you for being vulnerable. And um, I encourage other listeners to share any of your stories. I have different um, prompts that y'all can check out. Um, They'll be in the episode description via Linktree. So with that being said, um, we're going to dive into this. Let's see. I'm going to dive into this story and move this out of my way. Okay. So this listener says, after I had my daughter, I unknowingly had postpartum depression. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror anymore, wasn't connecting with my baby, and I resented my husband. Granted, we had just moved to a new state where we knew nobody. We moved into an empty house with a newborn while our stuff would take a month to get to our new home. I wasn't in a healing place, lol. I stopped working completely and my husband financially supported us. I tried going back to work about two years after having my daughter, thinking it would help me feel accomplished. For some reason, raising a child and taking care of a home wasn't as fulfilling as I had hoped. I waited tables like I did back in college and only worked one time a week, lol. I ended up with chronic stomach issues and had to quit and finding reliable childcare felt hopeless. After three years postpartum, I finally felt like myself again. I found a remote job that is flexible so I can stay home with my daughter and also contribute financially. I got into shape again. And now I'm pregnant again. Ha ha ha. Womp womp. And the cycle continues. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say there is nothing better than raising your own baby. It is pure magic. I would have 10 kids if I could, but I hate being pregnant so much. LOL. So that's that listener's write-in. Um, we can go from there. I want to hear great. your thoughts as 
someone who has been through it, is maybe going through it, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Sure. Um, I would say in general, I feel very lucky to have had the birth support as well as postpartum support that I did. My mom came, uh, she was here during my birth. It was a home birth. Yeah. We had uh, Captain was born in my living room here. And uh, my mom was here for like the next two weeks or something. And I think having those initial days where like I really got to rest and I got to kind of focus more on, you know, like not every little thing about like running a household still. Right. It was just all about like being with the baby. Mm -hmm. And, you know, women who also have that, like everybody experiences it differently. So you could have the same situation that I have and still go through the postpartum totally. depression. Um but fortunately for me, like I didn't really experience a lot of emotional side effects. Like okay. the physical side effects are definitely um, still troubling me. You know, like mm -hmm. I um, went from being like my closet of full like size medium clothes to like basically none of those fit me. So those that for me has probably been the most challenging thing. And I'm okay. still working on that. And I know your listener mentioned like getting into shape and that makes you feel better because you're doing something for yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you go about it at your own pace. And, um, I think, yeah, for me, it's definitely been more of the physical drain. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to get to be a stay at home mom. So, um, I get to raise my little guy how I want and I'm planning on homeschooling him too. So I think, um, that, is emotionally and mentally like um uplifting for me knowing that I kind of have control of like his how he's going to grow yeah. up and what he's going to be around and you know have as as much control as I will and then totally. once he's able to make his own decisions then we'll go from there I guess <laughs> but um yeah as far as all that goes I have plenty of friends who have struggled with that yeah. and um I think having support is important for mothers to support each other. And like everybody has, has tough days. You know, I think motherhood in itself is isolating. Mm -hmm. I think you kind of, especially at the beginning, it's like, you know, I'm going through this by myself. I'm doing it by myself. Even if, even if you have people coming in totally. and checking on you, it's your thing, yeah. you know, yeah. you're responsible for, for this new human now. And, you know, maybe before you were responsible for yourself, if you were lucky enough to be able to do that and now it's another being completely depending on you and literally feeding off of you yeah you know, I'm, I'm still nursing and yeah. my goal was to get to two years yes we're about um a little less than a month from that so so far so good we're gonna see how it goes yeah. um but yeah it's that's that I think has also been a blessing you know a lot of people have mm -hmm. trouble breastfeeding at the beginning of uh motherhood and that for me went pretty easy also. And I feel, you know, sorry for your listener, but I had a really easy pregnancy. Like, yeah. so I, I don't um, deny the difficulty of that. Totally. Um, my sister's pregnancy was more difficult than mine. Right, right, right. So, you know, I think everything like that, like the whole process of from the ability to get pregnant, to stay pregnant, mm -hmm. to go through, you know, the whole, um, the entire nine months, 10 months, actually. Yeah. Um, and then going through birth and then the postpartum, you know, they call it the, fo the fourth trimester. Yeah. I think every step of that takes its toll in a sense. And each individual part can like cause some sort of reaction, you know, as you go through 
actually raising your baby. Totally. So it's tricky. You know, I'm learning on, I'm learning as I go. I'm, I'm 40 years old. So I started very late in life, um, doing this. So I definitely feel like I have a good solid, uh, like personal foundation. I, I have a good sense of myself. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not like doing a bunch of work on myself. I'm kind of just like, Oh, I did all that. Like I've had a lot of fun in my life. I've traveled, yeah. I've done all that. So it's like my main focus is pretty much motherhood now. Yeah. So, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, um, if you could give like one piece of advice to someone who is expecting or um, did just recently have a, a baby, what would you want to share? Just something that maybe has been comforting for you or? I would say if it's possible, um, have somebody stay with you for like the first week or two. Okay. If it's possible, it's probably not possible for most people, mm -hmm. but or even somebody to come over for like an hour a day. Yeah. Take a shower. Honestly, that was like a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. This is like, if I could have an, like 30 minutes in the shower to myself of just like rinsing the day off and starting fresh, I think that is what I would recommend to people because it just gives you a little, a new outlook when you get out and you're clean and you yeah. smell good and, <laughs> you know, you're, you're about to like lay in bed with your baby for another day and a half, you know? So yeah. I, um, yeah, I'd recommend a, sh a daily shower would be, be a good recommendation. Yes. I love that. It's like a little reset, literally a cleanse <laughs> gives you. Yeah. And you know, my family will laugh because they always say I, I don't shower like half as much as other people. Like I'm on like a every other day shower <laughs> type schedule, but as a brand new mother, I definitely would recommend a daily shower. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. We love the self-care. <laughs> um, I'm curious what, this is something I think about a lot with, oh, it's like one of the many facets I think about with like wanting to have kids and the stuff that makes me feel wary, but it's like, I've, overall you will overcome and figure out a new rhythm but um I'm curious about if you ever feel like touched out or anything with having like a young kid because like I we all have our different like love languages and that kind of stuff but like for me personally like where I'm at it's like a 24 year old who doesn't have a baby um I love physical touch and I love quality time and I just feel like I hear a lot of stuff from people about like yeah like as soon as um, I had kids, like that was something that felt like too much for me. And I like any time that I wasn't with the baby and like me and my partner were able to have like us time, like I didn't want to be touched because I was so overtouched. I'm curious, like how that's been for you or, you know, if it has or hasn't been something just curious. Yeah. You know, I've, I've never really thought about it like that, but it, it is interesting when you say it like that. Um, these kids are just, they're on top of you at all times. Like I'm sometimes I'm like, dude, scoot over. Like you don't need to sit on me while you're eating, but he has to be like right there. You know, <laughs> eating, eating. So it's like, um, there is a level of like being over touched, yeah. but I think the key is maybe to, um, for me at least, uh, have an open conversation like that with my partner yeah. and David and I are pretty good about communicating that kind of stuff. I will say that of course, like things change once you have a, ba have a baby, yeah. like your energy levels are lower yeah. and like, um, but I still enjoy like getting a massage mm -hmm. or like feeling my shoulders touched or yeah. things like that. Um, but yeah, there is a level of like, okay, I just need my space. Like everybody, like, I just need my space <laughs> and like back to the shower thing. It's like, I just need some me time, yeah. you know, like, yeah. 
everyone says it, but like once you have kids, it's like don't ever expect to like go to the bathroom by yourself again. Like you're you have you're go there's gonna be a kid in there while you're going to the bathroom, like no matter what, like ten out of ten times, like you're not getting a single bathroom break. So there is that need for like, okay, I just need space. Um, but I think making time for touch is really important yeah. and communicating your needs. And if you're, and if your needs are like, don't touch me, then yeah, communicating that is important. And it's not, it's something that, um, I think during labor, actually my midwife, um, uh, she not during labor, but like in the, in the prep for labor, she mentioned like, you might want your, you might want your husband to like rub your shoulders while you're in labor, or you might be like back the F off of me because I don't want anyone touching me right now. So it's like, nothing needs to be taken personal Mm -hmm. as long as it's communicated ahead of time. Like, this is what I need. This is how I'm feeling right now. Like has nothing to do with your and I relationship. It's just the personal feeling. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that that's something to take into account, but I think it's easy also to be the other person and be like, Oh, my partner doesn't even want to touch me anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's, it's challenging, I think. And I think over the length of having captain, it's gotten better for me, you know, like I'm more open to it rather than, uh, just needing the space. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'll only get better. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what I'm more of a, um, quality time love language to be honest so it's like I don't necessarily need to be touched all the time but like I need you to be sitting next to me yeah hanging out and communicating with me or like did we read the same book talking about that or like going to the grocery store together yes 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 yes. that's that's definitely my love language yeah how how have you guys um integrated like having a kid with that when it's like not necessarily always like one-on-one time like you do have someone else around yeah, I think it's like my quality time has just like added another person into it. So okay. it's like I prefer like, you know, it's like, of course, I'm a stay at home mom. So it's like I do a lot of the grocery shopping on my own mm-hmm. or I like go run errands on my own. But when it's possible, it's like family trip to Costco. <laughs> like those are the highlights of our week you know, when we're like all together. We're like, you know, and I've made it a point recently to um all make sure we sit down at the dinner table together you know yeah it's just one time of the day where we're like sitting there and there's not a device there's not a tv and we're just kind of focusing on yeah. each other and on captain and like you know kind of passing that down my family pretty much ate dinner at the dinner table all the time right. and i really i really enjoyed that as a kid so i think I, that's something i'd like to pass down to captain mm, i love that your dad was actually there when I came up with the name Captain. Oh, really? Okay, sure. Do you want to share that story? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's not much of a story, but we were okay. um, on a ski trip to in Dodge Ridge, and we were staying at a cabin, and we were coming up with funny names like <laughs> General and like uh, Scout and like just things that were like silly. And then I was like, what about Captain? And everyone was like, oh, I like that, actually. Yeah. And so then... And my partner, David, was asleep already. He went to bed early. And so when he woke up in the morning, I was like, I came up with our kid's name. And I was all proud. And and then it took us a while. You know, some people were like, oh, he's going to get made fun of. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's too, it's out there. And I was like, you know what? Anybody who we know is going to be like, okay, cool. This is a cool name. Yeah. We're going to remind you, you have a cool name. And then he's just going to own it. Yeah. And yeah. He's, we always tell him he's the captain of his own ship. So just like we all are. I remember. That's the captain story. I remember you sharing that last part um, for the first time. And I was like, I like that perspective. I think that's really beautiful. (laughs) 
Yeah, and everyone's got their crew, so we're all part of Captain's crew. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh, so um okay well would do you would you feel comfortable sharing anything about um how your at-home birth went and do you want to dive in a little bit more into like what exactly you did and like the prep for it and anything else that comes to mind that like really stuck out and you think is like a cool thing to let people know yeah um I don't know if there's anything in particular other than just like the it was just so magical being at home with my mom and my partner and you know during captain was born kind of at the end of the covid right stuff so um at that time there was still only they were only allowing one person in the hospital Mm -hmm. and i never i knew i never wanted to have a hospital birth anyway i hate going to hospitals like i broke my arm when i was eight once and like i don't want to go back there so i kind of avoid all um need for hospitals so i always knew that i wanted to have a home birth i didn't necessarily like think water birth or anything but um kind of like uh talked with some members of my community and they like gave me some resources and I got in touch with um, first the doulas. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of had a doula team and, um, and then you have a midwife. So the way I would describe it is the doulas are there to support mom Mm -hmm. as you go through the process. So that's a lot of prep work, pre, you know, stuff. And then the midwife is basically the baby doctor. So they're like there to make sure that the birth goes right. They're the ones that receive the baby and make sure like, all is well they you know check his breathing and everything um and at that at that point when the baby's coming out like it's like it's just the most wild experience it's like you just literally like popped a baby out yeah. you know you've been growing the baby for a while so you like know it's no, gonna totally. come but you have you have no idea what it's gonna be like as a first time mom like you've ze- you have zero idea and I asked so many other moms I'm like okay what are contractions like and what is it going to be like? And everybody, all other moms are like, it's it's impossible to describe yeah. really. It really is impossible. So you kind of just have to take little bits of pieces from everybody and um, imagine it in your head, how you, how you think it would be like yeah. envision it. Is that like birth and hypnosis kind of? I was of? very, yeah, you know, I, I read a little bit into that. Okay. I didn't do, um, I didn't dive too deep into that because okay. I'm not I don't know. I've, I've never really been able to like do much hypnosis and, and meditation of course is a, is a big right. part of it. Right, and, right, like, right. Separating your mind from your body and like um, being intense. able to be present in the moment and go through yeah. the, the difficulty and pain. And um, so, yeah, I had two doulas and a midwife and my labor was relatively short and compared to all things, it was 13 hours. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I had, everyone was at home in my living room mm. and had a big tub and it was it was hard I, I won't I won't say it was easy it was definitely hard and challenging but I will say that there's a lot of um there's not a lot shared amongst women about birth you really have to like search it out right. I think that you see it in movies and you see it you know mm-hmm. and it's like painful and they're like uh, screaming and yelling at their husband and it's this big traumatic thing yeah. and um it really doesn't have to be like that no. uh and most 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 births aren't like that so it's like mm-hmm. you know you have that in your head going into it as a young woman and you're like oh, I don't know if I can do it but yeah. you're literally made to do it yeah yeah you know so um trusting trusting your body and mm. you know as I was going through my pregnancy I saw doctors you know 
as well in just the normal doctor setting. And they were like, okay, you're a geriatric pregnancy. And it's like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm an old person. And, you know, there's, I'm, I'm high risk because you're older, but in reality, it's like, if you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself throughout the process, like, I think you can do it. And of course, complications are, you know, could arise and we always had it. um, It was understood that if something happened in the midst of labor, that if we needed to, we go to the hospital, you know, it's like no shame in that. And um, fortunately, everything went as planned and little captain joined us and everyone was in tears and my mom got to be there holding my head and it was pretty awesome to be able to experience that moment with my mom yeah and my mom we've always we've always been close but since that it's like we're even closer yeah it's been really great but yeah I recommend home birth I think um if you're somebody that's even thinking about it it's worth doing a little bit more research and talking okay. to other moms that have gone through. And it's not for everybody. You know, some people like the, uh, the, I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe like, like the Western medicine and such a sense. Okay. Yeah. Like Western medicine, yeah, the Western medicine where it's like, you're there and it's all taken care of. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like you, you have way less worries when you're in the hospital, you know, it's like everything, even if something goes wrong, like you're right there for it to be taken care of, yeah. you know? So, um, and I think some people like, that it's like a little bit of sense of um control Mm -hmm. whereas like when you're having a home birth you're like I'm pretty much like giving up my control here you know you're going through the process and you're trusting it yeah fortunately for me everything went great and we got a healthy little kid so Mm. I love that I love that I recommend it. Yes. I, I def, my best friend and I talk about this a lot and she's super into, I, she'll be stoked to listen to this episode. I know she's going to love all, all of what you've had to say, but, um, yeah, we talk about it and I'm like, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Like I vibe with that. Um, ever since you guys had captain, um, and I remember first getting to talk with you about like, doing the at-home birth and the different routes you took to like, you know, get there and then doing the water birth and then getting to see the video of it. I was like, that is so beautiful. Like it, it just looked like how it was, how it's meant to like the, you're so right about how it's portrayed in movies and stuff where it's like, that's horrifying. Like, why would I want to do that? And then seeing like your, like your birth video, I was like, that's, it's so like inaccurately portrayed, but anyways, um, yeah. And you know what? Speaking of that, since you mentioned it, um, yeah. one of the homework assignments that my doulas gave me was to try to watch as many birth stories mm. online or okay. uh, read about them or something. Yeah. Basically just like change your mentality of like the trauma mm-hmm. that is birth, where in reality, it's just this like natural, beautiful experience, you know? Yay. And even when it goes awry, like it can still be yeah. like an incredibly, you know, moving experience. So yeah, I would say uh, I recommend for moms or future moms that are thinking about ever having kids. It's like, yeah, watch some videos, you mm-hmm. know, or talk to moms that have done it. You know, like I said, they're not going to be able to describe it exactly, but um, you'll kind of get the gist of different ways you can do it. And then you make your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, yeah. You know, with all that being said, getting to like hear what you guys were gonna do really got me thinking and um it was cool to like talk with dom a little bit um dom is my stepmom she her and my dad were interviewed a few episodes ago if y'all want to hear about them you can check that episode out 
Um, but I remember talking with her and I was like, I definitely kind of already knew I wanted to do like either an at-home birth or a um, like go to a birthing center, you know. Um, but it sounds really cool to like have her maybe be the one that's like guiding it all, you know. I just think that would be really really neat that would be amazing. and to have like everyone there like to have my mom there to have dom there to have like it would be wishful thinking to say my best friend who knows if we'll live that close to each other or not you know what i mean um in an ideal world i mean but... my best friend came she was she was four hours away and i called her in the morning and she's oh. like i'm on my way and she came and she was there holding my hand yeah so yeah I mean, that's the freedom that home birth gives you totally totally yeah, I know. I, ho- I hope we're like close enough to each other when that time comes for one another, because I just think that would be so amazing. But yeah, it just got me excited. I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> I have one last question birth related, and then we can dive into non mom things. <laughs> okay. um, I What was going through your this just popped up while you were talking about like, you know, reassuring yourself of like, we're meant to do this. Like, this is just something that happens. Um, what what was going through your head through um, most of, I know you said your labor was 13 hours, but um, most of like the end part, I would say the hardest part. I don't know if that's the hardest part or not. I've never given birth, but um, pain wise, like what was going through your head through that portion of your labor? Um, I guess I did a lot of like mental work ahead of time where okay. I was, I would be saying to myself, you know, like, unless something's going wrong, I can do this. Like yeah. I'm, I, my body's capable of this and I'm like strong enough to do this. I was meant mm. to do it. So I think practicing that kind of like mantra and yeah. like knowing that, um, my midwife was basically in charge of like, she, if she said we're going to the hospital, we are going to the hospital. But like, I was not going to say it. Like I had it set in my mind. Like I was not going to say it. And they told me ahead of time that basically the, the number one reason why home births transition into hospital births is because the mom gets exhausted. Yeah. And it is a, it is a really tiring process. And I would say like, you mentioned the pain and like the pain is one thing, but the exhaustion I think is less mentioned and more even important because you're just like contraction after contraction after contraction. And it's like, like, okay, I got, I got through one, like, let me get through the next one. And you kind of just have to take it one at a time. And, um, for me, it was just about telling myself, like, just keep going. Mm. Like eventually your baby's going to get here. You know, like you can go through really painful or exhausting things in other parts of your life, but you don't end up with a little baby, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. it's all worth it. You just have to keep going, keep going, you know, like just keep swimming, just keep <laughs> swimming, you know? So, yeah. and, um, I have a pretty, uh, determined outlook on things. So, uh Oh, my little son just opened the door. Yay. Hi captain. Um, so anyways, yeah, it was a, it was a challenge and yeah, we had, uh, the experience and now look at him he's big oh my goodness Hello. can you say hi to Kaylin? hi hi <laughs> oh oh my gosh he's gotten so big <sighs> i know he's so big okay go find daddy you want to sit with me you can sit with me <laughs> so anyways yeah yeah so i think that for me what that was what's going through my head like just keep going totally just one more contraction just one at a time I love it. I love it. 
just reassuring yourself, knowing it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen, and it's like yeah, it's it's seems like it would be like <laughs> hello. <laughs> seems like it would be such an intense um, experience, and I'm sure it is. And then it's like yeah, just trying to savor it too, even yeah, though it like, is so you intense. Think, you think you're already. Yeah, and you think you're already powerful and you can do anything, and then you have a baby, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, look out, world! Like nothing can stop you oh, now." Oh, so. it's beautiful. Well, um, I had one more. I keep having these like questions that like pop up, which is like great. It helps with you know the flow and all that jazz. But I'm curious what you would have to share about. I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this for. Being the one who was, you know, doing the physical labor, went through pregnancy and everything, what would you have to say to the partner who isn't going through that physically um, as, you know, a means of, like, how they can be most supportive, like, what was best for you and, um, you know, just anything there? <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I kind of mentioned it before a little bit is that just having a really open channel of communication um, and doing the prep work together, you know, it's like um, you've got a whole nine to 10 months of like figuring out how you deal with stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it be like, I'm tired, I don't feel good. Like I need help, you know, like those kind of things and being able to communicate that with your partner and also for your partner to not take anything personal. Okay. I think that was something that I really took away from the uh, birthing classes that we, that we had is that okay. in the moment, um, anything goes when you're, when you're deep in that labor and yeah. active labor, it's like you kind of enter this primal state of mind mm-hmm. and you might not act like you've ever acted before. So important to not take things personal and just be listening to your partner and providing quiet support or like they might need they might be somebody that needs like hey I need some pumping up yeah or like turn on some music or like turn down the lights or like whatever (laughs) basically whatever request that your partner is making that's going through the labor you know just giving them all the support that they need and um, it's exhausting for the partner too you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like early on in our pregnancy David he said something really funny. He was like, man, this is going to be a really emotional pregnancy. And I was like, for who? And he's like, for me. <laughs> and I was like, for you. Um, so we've always laughed about that, but you know, it's definitely uh, something to think about yeah. um, taking care of your partner because they're going to be taking care of you, you know? So just totally communicating and take care of one another, <laughs> um, being open to whatever. Oh, you guys have known each other for a while. Yeah, David and I met when uh, we were 19, Yeah, uh, friends of friends, and we just yeah. knew each other. We weren't dating or anything, and right. um, we kind of ran into each other here and there at uh, mutual friends' parties or whatnot, and uh, yeah, and then um, I think it was in 2010, mm-hmm. we went to a Laker game together. It was a, a game one of the playoffs. Um, and we we uh, had some margaritas and rode the train, and uh, then that was and the rest is history, really. But yeah, that was it was a long time ago, and yeah. we've been doing it ever since. And you know, it's a it's a challenging r- road relationships in general. You know, so yeah. um, we've definitely had our ups and downs, but 
we're like in the best place we've ever been mm. and um couldn't ask for a better partner yay well I I can't remember I think I was just a little bit younger to understand um or to sorry to like even remember whether or not you guys were going to Burning Man together or not was that the case or was it like you were both going but separately and would run into each other like what what was that like um back then so we went um our first year we went was in 2010 and we've okay. been dating okay. for like five months and it was kind of like uh one of those things where like if you can get through Burning Man together like you can really make it work you know so had you not been before there. um so yeah no, we, that was our first year we went okay. together, our first okay, year okay, okay, in 2010. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, we went basically every single year together. Uh, we took, I think, 2016, we camped separate. Okay. Um, and then 2019, Dave didn't go. And then I think that's it, okay. really. We, we basically have been burning together yeah. our, our entire burning career. <laughs> yeah. Um, Captain's really liking watching you, by the way. You can't see him, but he keeps on saying, he's like, hi, oh, hi. I know, I hear him. He's so cute. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Um, I, so I think this was in a, a past episode. It was with my best friend. Um, we recorded two together, though, so I'm not, exactly, I'm not exactly sure which episode it was. But um, we were, I don't know how Burning Man came up on the you know, on topic, but I remember having like a little bit of like hesitation and like, I've never been, so I can't fully say what the experience is. I can only have a perspective of like what people have shared with me that have gone that I do that, you know, other people Mm -hmm. I know that have gone and like they had maybe not as great experiences, but maybe they went into it for more of a like very party, like Fest, party festival perspective and like less of the like maybe more spirituality side and I'm curious like what that like what what that was like for you um starting out and like where you're at now and how you've seen it change yeah. and just uh, well, the misconception I, sure sure I think the first year I went I didn't do any research okay um my girlfriend that had invited me she was like oh you're gonna be great at it like don't worry it's like totally right up your alley um, <laughs> so I didn't even look at any pictures I did zero research like I just packed up my camping stuff and like cool. we were basically like we we rode on a big old blue school bus with a bunch of my friends out there okay and uh so that first year was just magical because I just didn't know what I was getting myself into and um it was you know also experiencing it with a partner um just learning how to deal with each other in like the harsh environment that Burning Man is you know it's, yeah. it's hot during the day it's cold at night sometimes it can be so windy um you sometimes are like sleep deprived and food deprived and it's just so much stimulation oh. <laughs> so uh yeah I think um of course there's nothing like that first that first year um and it's always a different experience. Like you say, they say it out there. Like you don't, you don't always get the burn you want, but you get the burn you need. Okay. So it's like if you're going out there with expectations of like just partying, it, you might get knocked on your butt. Right. And it might be more of like a, 
a spiritual type thing that you were actually needing and you yeah. might meet somebody out there that like kind of leads you down a different path or um or vice versa you might go out there with like oh I'm gonna go to a bunch of yoga mm -hmm. sessions and I'm gonna work on my breath work and then in like reality you're like staying up till the sunrise partying and you know dancing on an art car that you never thought you would so it's kind of like every year can be different every night can be different yeah Dave and I always say like you live a you live like a whole year out there. It's just like wow lifetime of experiences that happened in one week. So and yeah. and it has it runs the gamut of like yeah. you know Dave and I have had our ups and downs out there and um, mm. it kind of builds your characters and you can kind of make it through anything. And okay. I think the same thing is true out there as it is here for me is that having a community yeah. is very important. So it's like you need to be able to come home to camp and see your friends and talk about your experiences that you have like oh I just met this person or I just spent the day by myself and like I had a good cry and like mm. I, you know I'm, I need to talk to my mom more often or like you know oh. you kind of experience things on a little more raw open level out there because yeah. you're just you're surviving like you're really yeah. just surviving so oh, he found his cars you can't see him but <laughs> or dance oh my goodness oh. Cars on. Go up <laughs> um, I always feel like it'd be cool to go. I feel like slight hesitation only because I know my, like I myself can get very overstimulated very easily. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I like, um, yeah, I would say that's definitely a thing to think about. Okay. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, and, and if you're somebody that gets over, overstimulated, I think um, just making sure that you create an environment out there that you can come back to, like your yeah. little sanctuary. Okay. Um, I've been out there in, you know, dust storms, and you can't see, you know, like you can't see the front of your bike. And uh, yeah. there's music pounding and lights, and you're just like, okay, I need to, I need to go back home. I need to re reassess yeah. my life you know like and, and by home I mean like your, your camp, camp or yeah. your tent or your RV you know, so, <laughs> yeah so I, I would say just creating that little escape back into your own area and it could be as small as your tent or it could be as big as like I don't know your whole camp yeah you know, it's just whatever is your little sanctuary out there I think that's what I would recommend to somebody that uh, feels that overstimulation because okay. it's definitely real out there yeah, yeah 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 that's what it sounds like I'm like oh my gosh like it's it sounds beautiful yeah. because there's so many different like you said so many different things you can do but <laughs> oh, I... yeah I mean one year we were like let's try to find let's try to play tennis and we actually like stumbled across a tennis court that someone had set up there and there was a basket right next to it and had balls and rackets and we like Dave and I played tennis for like 20 minutes out there on the, so on the playa and it was just so magical and like there's a roller rink and there's <laughs> there's volleyball nets and then there's like all sorts of weird stuff too you know but like you yeah. can basically find everything and anything out there that like you you you're into or you think you might be into okay you know? so okay possibilities are endless out there so yeah for the festival setup itself is it everyone bringing their own things to share with other people or is there an element of whoever is putting it together that like sets that kind of stuff up like what have you seen so there is an organization um and we call them the borg the burning man organization they are responsible for like the big infrastructure like okay. building the man right and, like, creating the city the city um the streets and like the organization of that but 
the experience is all based on the individual. So it's like, nobody is being, nobody's like, ha- like there's nothing out there for you. You kind of have to bring it all yourself. Like okay. the basic needs are there. Um, like there's medical needs if you need it. Like there's a, there's like an onsite, um, medical center, there's an airport, there's, um, wow post offices. So like those kind of infrastructures that a city would need are, are built there for you. Um, but like the individual camps kind of create like all the, the, the other things. So like either the music or the art or, um, and everything is, it's a gifting economy. So it's nothing's like, Oh, if I do this for you, like I'll do that for you. So everything's gifted. So, you know, you could be, biking down a street and it's like we're having pancake breakfast you know like you're like okay I'm gonna hop on in and have some pancakes so it's like there's people providing all sorts of different experiences throughout the throughout the week and um so yeah I'd say it's a combination of both like there there definitely is infrastructure out there if that's something that people are thinking about but Mm -hmm. um yeah you have to bring everything for your own personal self to survive you know we always joke that this will be our 12th year going. So at this rate, we're, we're basically recreational movers. So like our, our fun and our recreation is like to pack up our entire house, load it in the car, unpack it on the playa, like live there for a week and then pack it back all up and head home, you know? So it's just like, let's just move all of our stuff in and out. And, you know, you take your couches with you, you take your tables, you take your rugs, like you want everything. So you're, you're comfortable. So it's pretty silly. I mean, talking about it, it it definitely has is silly but it's it's created a part of me that I love so it'll Mm -hmm. always have a special place and honestly this this year we're going we probably won't go for a while but my next hope is that maybe when captain's like seven or something we get to take him okay so that he can experience it but at an age where he's like a little bit more um capable of understanding what's going on right not being too overstimulated you know like totally. people bring kids out there I mean I've seen really young kids out there and I think that's fine I don't I'm not against it or anything but yeah. just for my own personal family decision I think mm-hmm. once captain's a little older and he'll be able to actually enjoy it yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah then it becomes more about him and less about me totally you know totally. right now it's just a vacation yeah so oh. yeah but we're getting ready it's it's in a month and we've got a few more weekends left of prep and packing all the things and it's always exciting yeah and stressful <laughs> yeah well yeah my last question on it would be how how do you go about your setup for making yourself comfortable for that week in the elements like what what does so your home look I, like I um I like my home I'm in a pretty uh my camp is about 20 people which in the general I don't know I would say that that's pretty small okay. um there's like 300 to 500 people camps out there so my camp is pretty intimate yeah Um, but we have uh rvs in our camp and we have um people that are bringing like little trailers but for my personal setup i live in a tent Mm -hmm. i take my own shade structure which is like a little carport okay um i got tables and rugs and um i'm 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 on the simple end of camping out there um i'm like our camp has it available if we need it. Like somebody has an RV that if you right. really needed to like cool off and go into the air conditioning, yeah. you could find that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm on the simple side of things, living in cool. a tent, living in the dust, you know? <laughs> so I like that. I like the ruggedness of it. I like the survival aspect. <laughs> 
you are much stronger than I in that regard. I know I could do it. I just <laughs> well, gotta like, ever put go. it out there. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to go, I, you know, I'm your resource and I, I'd make sure you had a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, if, if I were to ever do it, I, it's something I want to do once in my life, at, at least, at least, because it was something that I really loved. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. I'd want to go back, but um, yeah. I don't think I'd want to go with anyone else. I'd, I'd be too nervous. I'd want to see what that's about and get your guidance. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we'd go totally, from there. Totally. We'd be there for you. you. No first time burner goes without guidance. Somebody, Somebody's there helping you through it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Even if you arrive totally by yourself, like your next door neighbor in camp is going to be like, oh, we got you. We're going to show you the route. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love it's that. very, commu- it's, a, it's a great community. Yeah, That's so cool. It's, a community. it's like a taste. It sounds to me like it's a taste of what life was like before all this stuff we created and put on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it has a little bit of that to it. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, um, do you have any last closing thoughts you would want to share, whether it be parenthood, Burning Man, all of it? What 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 are you feeling right now? Um, How do we want to close this? <laughs> I would yeah, I would just say like this has been really fun. I think finding um outlets to talk about things with each other is important, whether yeah. it be these types of interviews one-on-one or like picking up the phone and calling somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. And, um, you and I don't talk all that much, but every time we do, I feel like we have a great connection. Yes. So I think that it's important to cultivate those relationships and, um, just not be, not be afraid to like say yes to, to conversation. And, um, conversation is what in my opinion makes everything worthwhile. Yeah. Talking it out, individual relationships. Mm. I like guy. Oh, it's funny. You were saying, so I would say, uh, just, Oh, what was that? I was going to say just a big thank you for uh, offering this space up. And, um, I love that you're doing this. I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you joined. I'm glad you joined. Um, well, I am going to close it off there for everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. And, yeah, that's interview with, I don't know what we're going to call this episode yet, but this is interview with Katie. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. Say goodbye to the folks. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you around.